1: Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and official sports betting partner of the National Football League. I'm Johnny Venerable here on PHNX Cardinals Live, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Joined, as always, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson. Gentlemen, our uh, our better housing is under construction. We're waiting for that blessed new studio, Bo Brock. But for now, we're hanging at home, and we're having a good time watching Cards Camp.
2: It's a it's a better setup than yesterday where Johnny and I were like duetting it. It looked like we were doing "Everlasting Love," it right? Was, but it was uh, sweet. It was sweet. We were uh, going back and forth, Damien. It would have been a great uh, trio, but uh, unfortunately, you weren't available. It was just me and Johnny with our, you know, putting our best voice forward. I mean, I, I get it, gents. I get it. I miss you guys too.
0: Johnny, you look like you aged a couple years. Did you trim the beard? Did you did you trim? Did I look older? What the hell? I, I meant I mean, I mean, regressed in age. Like you you got oh, younger. perfect. Like, yeah, I want to do Benjamin
1: yeah. Button. Uh, like, I did like trim 20, the beard. I'm guessing like 25 right now. Oh, wonderful. That's that's the kind of shit I want to hear. I mean, you uh, need I a
0: tan, but 25.
1: I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I need to go and yeah. sit outside and cook in this Arizona sun. <laughs> uh, it's great to hear that. It's also great, Beau Brock to hear from Kyler Murray as it relates to this receiving core, because you were out of cards camp today, and boy, oh boy, it's been bullish. And we've talked about it throughout the duration of the offseason the plethora of weapons for this Arizona Cardinal team. And can not do my eyes fool me? We've got 10 personnel, and we got people moving around. Yeah, we got people moving around, and you've got uh,
2: on Monday, you got a full glimpse of 10 personnel where it's you know, because of some injuries to the tight end group. You got to see the four wide receivers, his top four weapons, Kyler Murray's, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. I asked Kyler Murray how it was having that that quartet back. This was his answer.
0: Top four guys. Yeah, when you look out there and you see the lineup, um, it almost, you know, it doesn't look real coming from, you know, my rookie year to now. It's like uh, I, I couldn't ask for you know, better four guys out there. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I think
2: we got a lot of depth at receiver, running back. Um, you know, I, I like what we got. And Damien, you know, I mean, that depth, I mean, that's something I mean we know who the, the ballers are. We know who the top playmakers are, right? I went through the top four as far as the wideouts. We know what the tight end room looks like in a very crowded running back room. I mean, what's it really going to take for guys like Greg Dortch, Andy Isabella, Victor Bolden Jr., on the running back side, your boy Keontae Ingram, Jonathan Ward, who we talked to today. What's it going to take for these guys to really kind of like key in on a, on a final roster spot?
0: I mean, continuing to make plays, Bo. All the guys that you mentioned we saw from the first preseason game, whether it was Andy with four catches for 57, getting a, a huge P.I., you know, penalty, Greg Dortch being electric like he's been, Keontae showing he could run the ball through the tackles, make people miss in the holes. And also catch the ball and make make plays on the perimeter. So I, I'm going to say it's continue to make plays, and that's one. That was one of the big takeaways. I know I haven't seen you guys for a couple of days, but that was one of my big takeaways. Of the Cardinals did what they were expected to do for, in all phases of the game, right? Special teams, offense, defense, and they won the coaching battle. I mean, they just look good in every facet of the game. It's one of those hard game hard games to evaluate, Bo and Johnny, because you come away and you have so much success because all it seemed like everybody played well. Right. And then, granted, we could go into the micro level and look at, you know, players with the expectations and, you know, how they graded in terms of PFF and things of that nature. But that's what it gets down to. Unfortunately, guys are going to make plays. And it comes down to, you know, it's a game of inches, as they say, to hate to be cliche, but it comes down to who perform well and and also subjectivity, who coaches feel comfortable with and who they want to put out there in the football field.
1: Bo am I am I overrating this receiving core? Because I feel like a lot of people are uh, praising this group on Twitter, and then there's some Cardinal fans, justifiably so. There are some people nationally that are saying this group is too small, right? Your your lone receiver with some size, AJ Green is 34 years old, DeAndre Hopkins is over six foot, he's suspended. There are a lot of people out there, naysayers, who look at the Cardinal receiving core, 5'7", 5'9", 5'10". Rondell Moore has not put together a complete season since 2018. You know, Hollywood Brown, how is he going to fit in? Or is this simply that people don't necessarily respect the Cardinals for a number of different reasons and looking for the excuse-making? I just think there are too many quality receiving options that can now separate, especially when you look at the team, as Kyler Murray mentioned, from his rookie year on – and goodness, they're starting guys like uh, Duran Bird or whatever his name was. And then Farrell Cooper, yeah. Demir Bird, mm-hmm. Farrell Cooper was the guy stretching the field, right? Fitz, all due respect, was in his late 30s. I mean, I feel like now this skill set of these receivers puts, like, I think they they uh, elevate Kyler Murray. I think that what they do well, they it, it really goes hand in hand with his special traits, That that being his arm strength.
2: Make no mistake, this is an embarrassment of riches. And anybody who says otherwise isn't paying close enough attention. I mean, you got a bounce back from A.J. Green in year 33 for him, where he had over 800 yards, three touchdowns. Sure, out of necessity, he had to slide into the wide receiver one, and that's not, that's not great for A.J. Green in his, at right. his age. But when you slide him down and he's your third wide receiver option, You've got some playmakers. I mean, he could be your fourth wide receiver option. Ideally, that's
1: that's what you want. But guys, also,
2: but with that
0: attention on Hollywood and D Hop, I think it's a great opportunity for AJ because there's going to be so much attention on the tight ends, running backs. They won't. I mean, that's the thing about Cliff's offense, right? It's like what pick your poison. All right. We're going to load the box. We're going to find ways to get the tight end or or A.J. Green the ball or running, you know, run to the zones. Right. The open areas on the, on the football field. And Johnny, as you said, with that 10 personnel, but to me, Bo, obviously abundance of talent. But guys, this is what we expect when you're the number two ranked club that spends money on your offense. Right. I mean, they're 32nd in the league in terms of defense. So they. They better bo have an embarrassment of riches offensively, right? And you just want to see it pay dividends. Right? I think that the expectations being number two is being in a semifinal type atmosphere where you're playing for a game to go to the Super Bowl with this type of club and this type of talent on this team.
1: Yeah. I also no doubt about it. Plays to the strengths of the NFL. Like if you're telling me today my team spends the most money on defense and the least amount on offense, that's a team that's picking top five to seven in, in the NFL draft. And instead, I, I think they're going to have to win games early on with the, the defense kind of in flux maybe a little bit and, and win games in a shootout fashion, and I'm okay with that because I've seen teams like Kansas City last year. get They get to the AFC uh, Championship game, but their defense was a mess at the beginning of the first half of the year. It didn't matter because they had Patrick Mahomes and company. Bo, I, I am not concerned about Kyler Murray, if, if we're uh, switching topics here, not playing at all Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, 21-game win streak in the preseason. Gonna be more Trace McSorley. Uh, how did you think K one looked out there today? If you think about hasn't really ramped it up since before number one, his wrist injury and then the COVID scare. Hey, you're muted, Bo. We're getting Bo Brock back here momentarily, but I think Kyler Murray talked about not playing on Sunday if we have that bite.
0: Um, I'm not playing.
1: <laughs> well that shouldn't come to a surprise of anybody uh, as you take yourself off mute because kyler murray hates the preseason he talked about it last year he says i don't like the preseason i would never plan it if i didn't have to he had three meaningless series against kansas city and they had like two yards so i'm okay with this assuming that he's healthy and ready to go on september 11.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I just view Kyler Murray as somebody who likes to get out there on the field and, and ball, and I'm surprised he doesn't like the preseason. It, I am like, I would just think he wants to go out there and play and and continue to kind of quiet this noise that surrounded him and his camp and his team all off season long, but he just doesn't. He doesn't see the value of it. Neither does a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and you know, it's unfortunate for some people who can get to a Cardinals game that not usually could. They don't have the you know the the Yeah. What what am I looking for? You know, season tickets or, you know, the the money get to a regular season game. So this was not probably an opportunity to see Kyler Murray and on Sunday at 5 p.m. and and have the top Fox crew there. And um, but, yeah, I mean, if if that if he feels like he's going to be prepared and and getting out there and scrimmaging and practice and going sevens and elevens, Damien, if that's enough for him, you know, going into this fourth season and it seems to be because they always come out of the gates hot. And that's fine. I mean, if, as long as he's good when the, the lights are brighter, that's all you should worry about.
0: Guys, they did not pay Kyler Murray over two hundred million dollars to play in the preseason. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to break your hearts. Um, however, I know for for the fans, we'd love to see him. Right. I mean, what what he is, the man, the myth, the legend, you know, the cor- the cornerstone for the foreseeable future of this Arizona Cardinals football team. I'm not worried about it. I want to see McStorley go out there and compete. He played well, led the team down, just showed command of the offense and was having fun out there, you know, playing playing good football. And I think come September, when it's time, Kyler will be ready. What's intriguing to me is just, I know that you guys talked about the 10 personnel, having that set out there with D-Hop Hollywood and A.J. Green and, and the number of those Problems, I'll just call them problems on the offensive yeah. perimeter, but do you think practicing with guys like you know knowing B hop's going to be suspended for the first six games, practicing with him, do you think that it's setting sending them up for failure, potentially, just having hop out there knowing come the first six games, he's
2: not going to be there Here's what I say I mean it, it DeAndre Hopkins is in a very unusual veteran um, setup practice schedule like he was out there Monday, he wasn't out there Tuesday. He's kind of like every other day, so I think they're just trying to get D Hop into a situation where he can kind of get a taste of the regular day-to-day stuff, and then they take him out so they can focus on the group that's going to be there out of the gates, you know, Hollywood, Rondell, AJ, who are going to be your top three receivers, and then you've got, you know, whoever's healthy at the tight end position, if it's Ertz, and then, of course, James Conner in the backfield, so... I think you you're seeing you're getting a good mix of it, and there's enough reps to go around and practice, even with like the the changed, uh, you know CBA. You're, you're still seeing enough pre- reps out there that Kyler can kind of visualize and, and get
1: you know involved with who's going to be out of there September 11th with with the, against the Chiefs. Yeah, and I would say somebody like AJ Green. Like I don't I don't need to see AJ Green right now. Uh, AJ Green should be on a pitch count. Uh, we saw what happened when AJ Green was oversaturated last year. And they expected too much. I mean, he but Johnny, I why do you have say,
0: that energy for AJ, well, but not for Tyler? I
2: because,
1: mean? because AJ's 34 years old. And at the, at the end of the year, he was having a tough time out there. He was great at week three against LA last year, where he's right. bodying people or week four. Like he should be, and we've talked about this before. He should be like the relief pitcher you asked to come in and get a couple outs at the end of the game. That's AJ Green. I don't need to see AJ Green get 90% of the snaps in, in preseason or training no. camp. Here's no. who I want to see. Hollywood Brown, who is due and wants to make a bunch of money, just like his boy Kyler Murray, he's coming into a contract year. They picked up his fifth-year option. Like, now is your time. Get ingratiated with this organization, this franchise. Go out and be a hired mercenary and and say, I'm the next great wide receiver in the history of this franchise, and I'm going to be out there every day busting my ass. I had a little blip on the radar, uh, no pun intended, there with my arrest, and I'm doing better, and I'm going to help this team because they need me as wide receiver one. And then I would say it's it's a combination of Rondell Moore needs to prove that number one he can stay healthy number two let's see that expanded route tree and then it's it's the the younger guys like Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella you know if Antoine Wesley still hurt that's the guy that's the guys I care about right now Hopkins is Hopkins he's going to ball out when he comes back from week seven I guarantee it Kingsbury mentioned last week he expects Hopkins to be in the best shape of his career we he can't help you right now and then. Again, AJ Green's 34. Zach Ertz been out with a, with a hamstring. But Zach Ertz literally came over, had like a day Calf. of practice last year. Calf, I'm sorry. And, and was seamless, in, integrated in this offense that week, whatever it was against Houston, scored that long touchdown. The veterans, I don't need to see them. I need to see how the back end of this receiving core is going to be filled out. And that's that's what I care about. But the question I do have, though, is like with Kyler Murray not you know practicing a ton, Right. Uh, He's ramping it up and then not playing in the preseason, like getting a rapport. Like, what's his rapport like with Greg Dorch? Is that a question I should even be asking? What's his rapport like with Rondell Moore? I know what he looks like with Hopkins and A.J. and presumably Hollywood because they're best friends. But I think the Cardinals are going to need to rely on some of these younger receivers in those first six weeks. It's If it's third and five and, you know, Jalen Ramsey's DN up Hollywood Brown, like, and you got to go to Greg Dorch. That's where. Maybe we're missing something. I, I probably am overreaching here, but like Trey McBride, for instance, uh, Bob Brock could, could benefit with with some time with Kyler Murray, I'm sure.
2: And McBride gets enough run in practice. I mean, Dorch, I, I'm rarely seeing as much of a training camp darling as Dorch has been. He, he's still not seeing a significant time with the true ones once they're out on the field. He's, he's still got that great rapport with, with Sorley, and you're going to see that you know, in week two against the Ravens, but yeah, it's, it's not gonna, it's just going to have to come down to, you know, is, is Kyler just going to look for the number that's open and, you know, yeah. when he goes through his progressions and it's, it's Hollywood's covered by, you know, Ramsey in that scenario. And you've got uh, AJ green, he's covered. And you've got Zach Ertz or Trey McBride covered or James Connor out of the flat. Like, yeah, then then you can start to look for guys like Dorch. So that's fine. I mean, it, as long whoever's open, as as long as the, if you get into a playmaker's hands like that, and that's what we're talking about. Like the, the can they take advantage of the very low minimum targets that they're going to get? Then then yes, and I think Dorch will be fine with that, and he proved in Dallas that he could. So that's just what he's going to continue to have a role like that, and that's fine because of the embarrassment of riches that they have,
0: Got guys. And it's it's not uncommon for. A player of Dorch's caliber to have a, an amazing preseason, right, mm-hmm. and then go into the regular season, and he's fifth, sixth man, maybe even you know seven, depending on, upon how many they carry on the totem pole, and he's just there to play, to be a gunner, to be a punt returner, and he may not see, he may see minimal reps at receiver, and that's okay, and that's that depth that Kyler's talking about. But when your number's called, situation may not be ideal all season long, but when your number's called, to preserve your your stability in the league you got to make plays so hopefully we only see greg Dortch right two to five games this year because the starting receivers are playing their asses off and having a great season i mean because let's be real you're paying all these guys money you're not trying to see greg Dortch during the regular season like you, you you're really not i mean I, I i know his family i think he's electric he's made some plays but come on d hop you know hollywood Rondell, A.J. Green. I mean, I, I, as I said, I mean, I think he's super talented. But if it gets to Greg Dortch, the wide receivers may be having a problem.
1: Well, he may not help you win games in September, but I need him to help win me a game on Sunday night against the Baltimore Ravens. The Cardinals are a five-point underdog at home on DraftKings Sportsbook. We are breaking this flipping streak, this 21-win streak in the preseason for Baltimore. <laughs> it will be behind Greg Dortch and company You want to bet on that game? Why wouldn't you? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Imagine putting a $1,000 bet on the Cardinals plus five. Who knows? Could be in your future. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Johnny, I got to send a big
2: shout out to our friends over at uh, Burrito Express for Woo! hooking us up with some moving day lunch yesterday. And it was actually, if you were more geared towards a breakfast burrito, they hooked it up there. But their, I got a lunch burrito. It was more that style. It was fantastic. Big thank you to our friends over at Burrito Express for feeding the entire PHNX crew as we continue to move from our old wash studios to our brand new unbelievable it's like going from damien it's like going from sun devil stadium to ufp now state farm stadium for the arizona cardinals football franchise that's how big an upgrade things are going to be i can't wait for to unveil everything but big thanks to burrito express for fueling our friends here at PHX and getting us moved across the street in time and, and in a, in a we're not. We're not. We don't have those hunger pangs anymore. So I big mean, thanks I, to. I burrito saw chefs.
0: some. Of, I saw some of the takeaways, and I saw the video, and it looked like you guys are doing
1: more eating than moving. I'm just. Hey, I'm, not, you know, me. Was not the, me. Was the food that good? Was the food? Was the burrito express? That yes, the again? food was that good. But I picked up an arcade one-up machine, NBA Jam, that's in our studio by myself, and I literally almost threw my back out. But I it's did your it. Your size, the, Johnny. I yeah, that's right. I did it for the brand. You ever see those ants that move like buildings? You know, those fire ants that have unlimited strength. That's your boy here. Uh, But in all seriousness, the burritos were fantastic. Uh, I wish I had many, many more. But Maricopa, you know how we do here, at Maricopa. There's nothing <laughs> that good. Come on, burrito, get down here and give me some, give me some quality eats. I'm sick of eating at Denny's. <laughs> Let's
2: get into some more conversation about this upcoming game. Twenty-one straight. It's uh, it's an absurd number. It really is. It's it's. Nothing to kind of turn your nose up at. We we mentioned the quote from Cliff Kingsbury when he was asked about the 21s trade. He's like, you know, that's an organization that puts a lot of stock in just winning every game that they play. Kind of, you, you could tell that Kingsbury runs a different ship and in, in what they're focused on. It's more the evaluation here in the in the preseason. And Johnny, the first or the the first depth chart of the week uh, was released. The second depth chart of the preseason. Let's pull it up here and take a look and see if we can kind of get a, a gander of who's playing because we know QB1 is going to be out, likely the entire exhibition slate. Looks like the wide receivers, similar to last week, we'll see if Colt McCoy can get back in there. He still hasn't thrown through two days of practice for the Arizona Cardinals here. Uh, He's probably questionable at best. Probably going to see a lot of Trace McSorry and Jared Garantano uh, back taking snaps to the Arizona Cardinals. Eno Benjamin, hopefully get more of a a glimpse of him, here in week two. What do you want to see really from these running backs in a second preseason week for the cards?
0: I mean, just like how they played week one is just running hard, making guys miss, you know, protecting the quarterback, catching the football well, you know, getting those added yards, everything that you want, do your job, but also knowing that they can't block everybody. And that's just goes around making plays and showing up on special teams because we know the guy's the guy and James Conner and then everything else falls by the wayside so if you're not on the football field and that starting 11 you got to be able to contribute somewhere on special teams and obviously we know that they're like Eno Daryl Williams I know that we'll get get to that in the show or is that Jonathan Ward but Keontae is a young special talent being one of their draft picks I think he's going to be here for you know potentially the next two years but he has to continue to play like he did game one
1: I look at this gentleman. I, I I see somebody like Rashad Lawrence and I look at the, the starting defensive line with Watt and Allen. Mm-hmm. I think by looking at this, Rashad Lawrence is your starting nose tackle, which you love to see. Look fantastic. Last week there's no one, Antoine Woods, Chris, Christian Ringo. Like with respect to those guys, like they're not beating out Rashad Lawrence. I, I want to see more of what L- Rashad can do. And I look at the linebacking group and I'm like, okay, Devon Kennard is starting a preseason game. With Dennis Gardeck, like, they're going to throw those guys out there and see what they can do, and they've got some young guys nipping on their heels. You know, the quintessential starter, Marcus Golden, rightfully getting some time off. We'll, we'll check back in with him. Kingsbury Bow, you mentioned he, he said he's going to be ready to go for the season, but the rest of that group certainly unsettled. And then Antonio Hamilton. Like, if the Cardinals had to play a football game tomorrow, Antonio Hamilton is probably the CB3, CB4. He's going to play a lot, right? Everybody in the chat, we hear you. Ask about a corner. Get a corner. Trust me, Cliff Kingsbury has mentioned time and time again, Bill Brock, that they, they need to go get somebody. And up until this point, and we're recording this live on August 16th, they play a football game in about three and a half weeks. Uh, they don't have anybody else in mind, certainly. They worked out DeAndre Baker. Uh, they haven't made a trade. They're, maybe they'll sniff around some of these cuts to 53. But little Hamilton, I mean, he's, he's feisty, makes nice tackles, but he's undersized. I'd be concerned about that if I were a Cardinal fan, just given – Given the sense that Marco Wilson doesn't give you a lot of confidence right now, Byron is more suited to be a CB2, a very high-end physical CB2 that can play the slot. This is a team right now, when you go up against these thoroughbreds, like a Devontae Adams and a Cooper Cup and these guys, the Cardinals do not have a CB1 on the roster. And right now, Antonio Hamilton's in that rotation. That's a little scary.
2: And here's two things that can be true at the same time, guys. Uh, We heard from Antonio Hamilton. I love his mindset. I love, you know, the tenacity that he brings each and every day. A guy that said, you know, he was on half a scholarship in his final year in in school. And he's never, he's been the last guy on every depth chart that he's been a part of. And now we're looking at him not as potentially CB2, CB3. You're rooting for the guy, but that doesn't mean that the Arizona Cardinals... Absolutely need to address this position before the regular season. You're already seeing like the first five guys cut from each and every roster and and people are starting like it kind of perks everybody's interest. It's like that's not the type of guys that you want to bring in. You got to you got to be patient as far as this is concerned. Arizona Cardinals clearly have an idea of what type of corner they want to bring in uh, and they just haven't seen it yet. So Antonio Hamilton, I think he's a good depth guy. Marco Wilson, you're you're hoping for the development. You want to see more in, in week two in the preseason. But, uh, yeah, this is the position that I.I. That I is, the, is the biggest, you know, problem position for this team going into the regular season. Yeah, guys, I think Ra- Rafa in the chat
0: saying we have three solid cornerback. The room is so shot that it's wor- worrying. And I think that's our whole point, you know, during this this. <laughs> Segment is the lack of depth. I mean, we go on at length about the offense, right? What they have: wide receivers, tight end, running backs, you know, offensive linemen. And I'm not sure if you guys talked on the show, you know, yesterday or over the weekend. To me, what just stuck out was Hernandez playing so long. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, potential starter. I mean, he was dude was out there what seemed like the entirety of the game. But back to back to the you know the cornerback. I mean, you know, being you know spending you know. Oh, you know, being the 37th ranked team spending, and I know some guys in the chat said, you know, a lot of it's based on the rookie deals, which I understand. But you also have J.J. Watt, a, uh, a club, you know, um, I'd say favorable deal with Golden. You, mm-hmm. you have Derek Kennard, who they restructured. You have Gardeck. So, I mean, there are some remnants of veterans there, right? And I think that with the cap space, you could easily identify, hey, there's a corner out there. But, guys, I think we talked about this at length. I mean, what makes sense, right? I mean, they've worked out guys. What makes sense for them? Or is it gonna be a situation where they wait down till they get to the fifty-three? But again, what are you getting scraps? Or are you getting quality?
1: Right? I I think you're getting scraps, and I'm Damien, I'm right there with you. I think they're waiting. I think they're waiting for somebody to get cut. I don't think they have an appetite right now to deal away picks for a player. Uh John Gambadaro, we've talked about it. Arizona Sports said that they were looking to trade for somebody, but like who is capable that you could trade for? There is not somebody that sticks out. I mean, we, we've revisited, Bo like cap casualties. <clears throat> but those teams, I mean, in all actuality, you're not going to give up anything of note. And those teams may be more inclined to hang on to those guys as the closer you get to the season. They're implementing game plans. They're implementing week one game plans already. Like, you, you can't deal away in a pass-happy league premium cornerbacks and cut guys who are going to help your roster less than a month away. So that's why I always thought like somebody like DeAndre Baker, um like that makes sense. He's a street free agent, he's been walking around, he's had a cup of coffee in the NFL. He's a former first round pick. Like I if somebody's dealing a corner to me today for 50 cents on a dollar a ham sandwich, sixth round, <laughs> seventh round pick, like what does that say about the player? Because the team literally would eat a sixth or seventh round pick if that meant that they were going to be more competitive. To begin the year, and they're telling you by trading that person away, they do not think he's worth a shit. So unless, once upon a time, you get a Jalen Ramsey right before the season, like I, I really do believe they'll they'll fill out the back end like CB four and five. They'll hold on to some people in the practice squad, but like I think this is it. I think I've I've come to grips with the fact that I believe as we close to the season, it's going to be Marco and Josh Jackson and And Byron Murphy, that's going to be the group, and then you're going to have Jalen Thompson dabble, you know with with some cover corner bow.
2: I think Hamilton's probably the guy to lose the position. I, I think you' your starting guys are who the starting guys on the depth chart right now. I think it's Hamilton and I think it's Marco Wilson and then you've got Josh Jackson who's who's behind that. And Bar- Byron Murphy, obviously, where, where he he plays best that's going to be inside and you've got your three safeties pretty much in, in Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, who are going to make that defense tick. Um, I, I, you know, to answer a couple people in the chat, like I think their defensive line is, is trending in the right direction. Like you you actually see some young talent Damian. I, I was very encouraged by watching a lot of those young guys play on, on Friday night, including, you know, Manny Jones who was more infamous for his Kyler Murray impression, but he made a big splash play in the second half. Like these are big, strong, physical young guys with motors that you have to appreciate like this cornerback room is the one that's really going to be make or break for if this defense can get enough stops to get the ball back in that, the bread and butter's hand, the offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, guys, and we know being a pass happy league and understanding who you have to face in the AFC West this year and what are they able to do? I mean, with Patrick Mahomes, with David Carr, with, uh, the, you know, the kid in in, in LA, both Herber, of them, yeah. Herber, you know, b- both of them, you know, you got, so I think it's going to be problematic, but I think that again, they're hedging their bets on the shootout, Johnny. I think that we've all identified, yeah. I and mean, that's just normal. What you that's do. Fine. Terms, yeah. What we do as fans. Right. And what we do as analysts and, and, and podcasters, right. We look at the team and we grade them right. Offensive line. Okay. Solid quarterback, you know, one of the best in the league running back depth, wide receiver core, you know, depth, tight end depth, right? You go defense, you switch it over, and there's a lot of question marks, right? And the, the biggest question mark right now is that cornerback position. Maybe Vance Joseph has, you know, a different perspective, and he feels as though that he can manufacture pressure and has some young bulls over there that can get to the cornerback and going to help his corners. But, again, guys, to be it's better be safe than sorry. And we all know that the cornerback position is a premium on the defensive side of the ball.
1: I want to get to a comment here from Kiro, uh, I think in relation to what I said about uh, trading picks for players uh, during the season. Uh, tell the Giants that when they traded us golden, which is true, a six-round pick, and, and Kenyon Drake I think was acquired for a fifth, those are trade deadline deals. Same with Zach Ertz. We're talking before the season. I do think it's realistic if the Cardinals are competitive yet, they're having a bad time in the secondary, they're having a tough right. time covering anybody. Sure, you can go to some teams that are looking ahead to April, the offseason, and say – we're not doing anything this year. We're going to unload some people. That's very realistic. And maybe that that's what the Cardinals are going to do. They're going to take six to eight games, and they're going to assess, right? Steve Kime loves to make deals at the deadline. You know, closer we get, that's probably what ends up happening. But I think for the people who are holding out hope for, like, some legitimate trade to take place, it's, again, we're less than 30 days out. God love it. We can't wait for the start of the season. But we're going to see some people, like – get cut, maybe there'll be some surprises, hopefully some veterans get released so they're not subjected to waivers, so the Cardinals can maybe be aggressive with an offer because they've got $17 million in cap space, but uh, I'll I'll use this example, so Naj in the chat says Jeff Okuda, I mean, that's the Lions' number one corner, the Lions are trying to make the playoffs, why would the Lions Mm. trade the Cardinals' Jeff Okuda, who they haven't seen him play for two years and he looks good in, in training camp? Like we, we gotta be realistic, I think Bo a little bit with, with yeah. what's coming well, and what may not be coming. Guys, has well, Robert yeah.
0: Alford ship sailed? I mean, there's mm. familiarity there. Has that ship sailed? I mean, what I don't think so. Not I, I think signs still, to somebody
2: else. I think it's a very real possibility. And you know, if there's any kind of social media beef, that's certainly can be squashed by you know dollars. And right. you know, Robert Alford, I, I don't think he's yeah. you know, too proud to do that. I mean, he'll squash it and get right back into the starting lineup. Yeah. You know, I said this last year and, and it, it's unfortunately rings true. I think this year and I mean, this has been your whole, you know, offseason kind of pounding the table is that the Arizona Cardinals, I think that's really going to elevate this secondary is a special front seven. And, you know, we saw guys play really well against Cincinnati, but that's against twos, threes, four like this at a at a nowhere like this front seven has to be pretty special to elevate the personnel they have in place at cornerback right now.
0: Johnny's making faces, but. until that point, Bo, they have to be special for this team to be successful in the postseason. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, as we know, you know, leveraged heavily offensively. We can beat that dead horse over and over again. And we're going to continue to do that because I know that Johnny's excited, as am I, about this upcoming (laughs) season and the talent they have. However, in order to get, too far into the, they got to make plays and it's going to take a collective effort, right? You, we've never seen, you know, teams, dom, you know, just over the history of the NFL, we've never te- seen a team be so dominant that they win every game 42 to 41. Like, we just haven't seen that. So guys like J.J. Watt, guys like Marcus Golden, uh, you know, we saw some young talent step up in game one. Can, can, will they add that needed depth that we need? You know, will they manufacture that pressure, get home? You know, guys like Simmons, I hope that they play, you know, better than anticipated, but it's a lot of what ifs given what we mm-hmm. know right now. And the good thing about it, you got to look at the good. You do have a healthy J.J. Watt right now. The The offseason approach, camp approach has been different. Hopefully have golden, for, you know, for the season. Right. Everything trends towards that way. And you have uh Simmons and Collins playing at a high level. You know, what was your, I know it wasn't on the show with you guys. What were your takeaway about Collins? Like what was I mean, he played a lot, too. He played. he
1: played a lot too. So I think our um, I think our initial takeaway, DA, was that he was underwhelming. And then the more tape you look back and you're able to break down the film a little bit, like Bo did, better, but still not. I'm a 16th overall pick kicking ass out there. You know what I mean? Right. I think fine. My assessment is fine. Maybe he can build on it, Bo.
2: Yeah, he's gonna have to, but he he was close. I felt like he was really close, DA in a in a, on a couple plays. When he really truly had a a good idea of what he needed to do on each and every play or any given play, uh, he he looked spectacular. He looked great. But when he yeah. didn't really kind of know what his assignment was or, or where he should be, or he was maybe thrown off by what the offense was doing, uh, it, it really threw him for a loop. And you, well, and that, I, you that answers the question, yeah. bro. Like he needs
1: experience, yeah. right? I mean, that's yeah. one thing
0: that Vance Joseph has been saying, you know, throughout camp is that. Zavin needs experience and having him out there rep after rep, it'll help him his play recognition and identify things before you know they happen. And you know you could say that over and over again as a coach, but you need that experience to associate with what you know the teaching tools. And I think that's a good thing then. So hopefully we see progression right from week one to week two, where he's not just identifying Bo and he's not close, he's making plays.
1: Zavin needs experience. Everybody needs a COVID shot. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster shot. we got a ton of stuff planned. We're moving into the new studio as we speak. We're going to have home tailgates for every single Cardinal game this year. You guys are invited. Come hang out, have some brewskis, play some bags, have a bunch of good food. But I I want everybody to be in good spirits and in good health. So visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine. Get your COVID shot at a location nearest to you, Bo. You you guys
2: better uh, settle in. I'm going to filibuster here and do the longest live read ever. We did just kind of pulling back the curtain, get the text that our new building is ready to move into and calling us to go move some heavy stuff. So I'm just going to do like an hour live read here so we can just kind (laughs) of hang out in our comfortable houses and and talk Cardinals football And also talk about our incredible partnership with OGs, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. That'll also help anybody move. And that will make every move just a little bit more, you know, standable. OGs, it makes everything better. You can win their Flavoring Life Sweepstakes, which is right now at gophnex.com. The winner will receive three. That's right. Three bags of OGs gummies, including Orange Creamsicle, if that tickles your fancy, or any of their other tropical flavors. They've got an incredible assortment of gummies and all their cannabis. I mean, you want to check it out, you can find them at your local dispensary or go online at OGsBrands.com. That's OGsBrands.com or on IG and Instagram at OGsBrands as well. Find their products, your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to purchase, Johnny. I know you got something in store for us.
1: Yeah, we're going to play a little game. We can play it like twice a year because it has to do with cuts and people on the street. Uh, in all due respect, not homeless people, but you know, guys who potentially might be out of a job. Uh, it's a game I coin keep or cut. We're going to pit Damian and Bo against each other. They're going to make their cases to keep or cut a player. They can have the same opinion, right? I'm going to give each gentleman 20 seconds on the clock. I'm going to keep score. Bo's got zero points. Damian's got zero points. I'm going to give you five players. You're going to give me 20 seconds or less why they should be kept or cut their ass from the Arizona Cardinals final 53. We will let uh, Bo Brock go first with, uh, with the darling that we all know and love that is probably one of the biggest keeper cut question marks. That being keeper cut Andy Isabella, Bo you are on the clock go.
2: I will say keep Andy Isabella for now. Um, I think that he has played well enough in training camp. You've got the D hop suspension coming up. He's got a, better knowledge of the offense maybe than a Victor Bolden Jr. And I think that's the guy he's kind of squaring off for, for that final wide receiver spot. And if the Arizona Cardinals keep six wideouts, I think Andy
1: Isabella should be part of it. All right, Bo says keep. DA, you are up. Keep or cut Andy Isabella?
0: I'm going to go with keep. Uh, I'm going to agree with Bo, however, for different reasons. I mean, this league is what have you done for me lately? We look at his last game four for 57 and a big P I he's earning his playing opportunities on this football field. And he's trying to, as you mentioned, D hop being out the first six games, he's going to be mm. needed point of emphasis on this team. All right.
1: Both gentlemen, how much time say, do we have by the way? Is 20 that seconds? seconds. Should I, oh, should I it? Should I it? All right. I'll do 30 for the next four. Let's go 25, meet in the middle. Right. 25 is fine. Okay. So you both said keep Andy Isabella. You're dead wrong. You need to cut his ass, God. ship his butt out. So you guys both, in my opinion, have zero points. We will continue with Keeper Cut. This is, this is going to hit home for some folks here. Uh, Keeper Cut, Bo Brock. Devon Kennard, the starter, is making the vet minimum. Uh, some folks out there in Cardinals land would rather see the young guys get after it, not Kennard. What do you say? Cut his ass. He gone.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know why Devon Canard is still on this roster. You know, he's a, he's a seems like he's a good guy. He's a competitor. But as far as where his heart is, I don't know if it's playing each and every Sunday. I mean, there's some hungry young players, pass rushers on this roster, and I'd rather see them get more reps and Devon Canard, you know, move on to what he wants to do It's his life after football. So let's make it easy for him. Cut him. That's a, right.
1: that's
0: a little long time frame, Johnny for both. I like, <laughs> updated 25
1: like, seconds
0: that's here. That seems a little long. Right, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, right, go, go. I'm gonna go with keep the reasons why, because it's cost friendly to the club. It uh, he's a veteran, he adds depth to the defensive line, which there's some question marks there, and he's a good run stopper, right? I, I understand it doesn't it's not like it's costing or breaking the bank for the Arizona Cardinals to pay him, and you have to be able to stop the run.
1: Wow, he did it under time. I don't even have to buzz him. Uh, as much as I respect that, um, I I can't. Still zero
2: zero, line. huh? It's What's not. Going on here? It's
1: not zero zero. <laughs> doing this on the fly. Uh, I yeah, I appreciate your professionalism. I disagree with your point immensely. Beau Brock cut Devon Kennard. Play the kids. Play cut the young guys out. who are hungry. From Friday night, uh, so Bo is up one to nothing. Goodbye, Devon. Hello, Daryl Williams. Keeper cut, the former Kansas City Chief. We haven't heard anything about him throughout the duration of the preseason. Eno season, Keontae Ingram season. Uh, is this a move that should be kept for the regular season, or should you cut Daryl Williams? Go ahead, Bo Brock.
2: It's insulting that you would even consider cutting Daryl Williams. A thousand scrimmage yards for a very – you know, a competitive Kansas City Chiefs team, a team that went to the AFC championship game last year. He played a huge integral role there. He can do it here. It's absurd to think about cutting Daryl Williams, even with some emerging young backs. Give me Daryl Williams his his catch, his catching prowess out of the backfield compliments JC very well. Keeping Daryl Williams. <clears throat> All right, Bo says keep
0: DA, what say you? I'm gonna go with keep as well because he's the next closest thing to James Conner. I mean, you have Eno, you have Keontae, who's unproven. You have Eno, who's made some plays and who the coaches rave about. But you, you, he has minimal experience on the football field. Uh, and you have a doting former quarterback, league MVP Patrick Mahomes,
1: who gives you the sign of approval that this guy could play. He's gonna be value added to your team. Keep my uh, D A. DA again makes it under the buzzer. So I don't have to buzz him. And I feel good about that. I feel good about both of your answers. You are correct. Keep Darrell Williams around. It's the preseason. I don't need to see NFL starting caliber backs. Uh, this is a guy who's helped Kansas City uh, immensely. And uh, he deserves to stick around. So Bo's up to two points. DA got a rowdy. You got to win these final two points here. And let's, uh, let Dame, let's switch it up here. Let's
2: let Damien go first. And, uh, and I can no, can't make up your own rules.
1: Bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that, All right. That's fine. You know what? That's fair. That is probably, right. that is probably not fair for for uh, Mr. Bobrock to go first every time. So next up, a little bit of a curveball. He's due over two million dollars. He hasn't been healthy. And the young guys look good on the interior of the offensive line Friday night. Justin Murray, a former undrafted free agent, Damien, keep or cut Justin Murray.
0: Oh, that's a tough one, but you need depth, guys. Depth, depth, depth. And when, when you have guys playing to the fourth, damn near the fourth quarter, that's penciled in as your starter, that shows that you have some question marks at that position. $2 million isn't breaking the bait. Keep him.
1: Wow, he does it again. Bo Brock, keeper cut, Justin Murray, Arizona Cardinals 2022.
2: I say cut him. Uh, if it comes down to him taking an, another roster spot, maybe at a wide receiver position, maybe carrying another corner or pass rusher, I think that there's enough down that offensive line. We, we like what we've seen from Harlow. we like what we've seen from the two draft picks. You know what the starting five looks like. I think that there's enough on the offensive line. Just Murray, he, he was a great story for this franchise two years ago, mm-hmm. seems like forever ago.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to disagree with you for talking over. Does no, he, he does not. You respected <laughs> the timer there, but I, he respected the timer. I don't respect his answer. Uh, and Sean oh. Kugler, we trust. And if Sean Kugler wants Justin Murray, he will have Justin Murray. So DA is oh, up shit. to two points. Bo is up to two points. Perfect. It's almost like we planned this into the final question. Gentlemen, DA, you are up first in keep or cut. And who can I not go with here? It's Trace McSorley, the preseason phenom, with two preseason games remaining da do you keep or cut the cardinals corner quarterback three on the roster
0: uh i think you keep him right now you can't cut him because he's played so well however if it's going to be a roster situation where it impacts uh more impactful positions like a receiver or a special teams guy that's going to be a starter i think that you have to risk letting him go because of the potential impact and there's uh, potentially not knowing what's going to happen with Colt McCoy and his elbow, right? We haven't seen him for some time. But Trace McSorley has, do- has done everything that he needs
1: to do to make this ball club. All right, so you were a little wishy-washy there. So I'm going to get you on the record. we are fast forward <laughs> in September 11th. Are you are you keeping him on the roster? I mean, I was just talking about up to game after game two. No, no, no. But, I'm, tell- <laughs> I'm telling you right now, dude it- – Weeks uh week one against well, City. Three
0: quarterbacks, three quarterbacks knowing what nice. they have to do with at uh, running back and receiver. No, you get you're gonna have to cut Trace McSorley. All
1: right. Well, Bo Brock, 25 seconds on the clock. Go. So wait, he, he's keeping him cut,
2: or he's, cutting him? Cut. he's cutting, cutting him. He's cutting him. So I I gotta go for the uh the Hale Murray here, and I'm just gonna say, you know, that's that's Let's keep him. i I love what McSorley brings to the table. Guys got that's seven a lie. Men. You know how you really feel. This is not true. You want
1: to cut him. He couldn't even answer the question.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe even. he tried to play both sides of it. This is a this is a joke. It's a farce. Gentlemen, I try to do something fun and you No, but
0: Johnny, it. you said you asked me, you said, Hey, up until does he make the fifty-three? I was just talking the week to week. I can't think that far. You know, if it's impactful, what the play game is. You gotta, you gotta be thinking
1: that far. You got I mean,
2: what, what I are do you? Keep, let's honest question though. Like, what would you be keeping him for? I mean, we you have your two, your one, and your two
1: established. There are people. There are people who feel like he is the best quarterback prospect that they've developed, like as a, a high-end backup. For what? In in the last fifteen years, for next I mean, year, your, under, your undersized quarterback that's sometimes been known to get injured. But um, what is Colt McCoy though? Isn't Colt McCoy Trace
0: McSorley? Like, I mean. Where is CapCoin? Okay. At more of a cost friendly price? I would say yeah.
2: I mean who who are you gonna who are you gonna turn the keys over to if, if if it's not Kyler Murray? It's not right. If it's Trace McSorley, look it was fine. He had a good game in the preseason opener. It's not if he beats, if he beats the
1: Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night on primetime oh football no. in those in those black helmets and crushes the twenty-one <laughs> game win streak. And if he hits Trey McBride in stride and he catches a touchdown, I might come on the show next Monday and say he's quarterback number two for me. It, it may happen. Oh there are some things that Trey McSorley could do Sunday night that will make me emotional and un- un- unsettling. Right, let, me, guys, let, me, let, me, let me back up though.
0: Is he the closest thing in terms of a backup to Kyler and running this yeah. offense? Yes. That's a great point. As far That's as great point. yes.
2: For, I mean, and Frank Sanders makes that point all the time, but yeah. you, you, I want the quintessential backup. I want the guy who's not going to threaten the throne for your starting quarterback, the guy that you can put in there for three games and he can go two and one. You know, I just don't think Trace McSorley is there. Will ever be there? And, and guys, uh, you, you know,
0: also have, to, but Bo, you also have to look at being a player similar of Kyler's attributes, but not obviously Kyler. He's going to be more prone to taking those hits, right? And will he be able to withstand? Rather than in comparison, having a guy, you know, like, you know, the the, the veteran. What, what mm-hmm. his name's? I'm I'm missing his name right now. Colt McCoy. Cole, yeah, there we yeah. go. Colt McCoy. Happy I Cole.
1: watch there, I watched Jordan John. Love. And Jordan Love right now, I don't think he's as good of NFL quarterback as Trace McSorley is. Trace McSorley, what he did in two and a half quarters, I de-
2: I'm almost I'm I I can't even look at you after you said there, that. Are you, you have an, you, you
1: have you did lose all respect. You have an asset now <laughs> in a league where the quarterback is the most important position. If you could potentially flip this app's asset in 18 months, and you everybody's talking about. Hearing about Trace McSorley and what he's doing with Cliff Kingsbury and the, and the development that he's got going on, and you could potentially—Johnny I, I have I have flashbacks. Kevin Cobb and the Cardinals having to eat that big pile of shit from Philadelphia and Andy <laughs> Reid for a second-round pick and Dominic Rodgers Camardi because they had a real quarterback and Michael Vick. I want to do that to another team with Trace McSorley. Is that so wrong? Uh, yeah, I'm playing is. the lo- I'm playing the long game here. Here's what I'll
2: say. You know, it's 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 fun to see Trace hey guys, McSorley could it play be well. a Potential trade for Trace McSorley for corner. Could that happen? No, man? I don't think the <laughs> NFL. I don't. Think, I think the NFL is wise to who Trace McSorley is and you know what his upside is, what his ceiling is, and I just don't. It's it's like enough. a French QB two. It's that's
1: it. That's all it is. I'm not. I'm not. Con- I, can't I'm not condoning cutting Colt McCoy. If we keep Trace McSorley, it's. In lieu of Colt McCoy, I want Colt McCoy around. I think he's good for Kyler. I think he's good for the rock locker room. I think he's good good when they need him to start. But I I would be a little bit wary if he goes out. I'm going to say a big caveat. If he goes out and plays again well on Sunday night and he lights up Baltimore, I I don't know how you can cut him. I think you have to you have to eat a roster spot and keep him around. But um, well, they what did last can, year.
2: I mean, he was yeah. QB three last year, and if that's fine, but if you're pressed, then you need a roster spot. Right? Yeah. So you really have, you have to evaluate why. Why
1: would you keep him? Can Trace play special teams? Can we see him out there tackling people on special teams? Keon, see, we we're trying to force Keontae on the roster who doesn't play special teams. I'm trying to force, you know. No, Trace he just said story. he hasn't. I think. Okay.
0: He just said he hasn't, but he's, he's. I guarantee he's tackled some people before.
1: I, hey, you I know, you know what else is a special team? These three gentlemen you see before you right now please like this video right now i need all the 50 people who are watching first of all god bless Wait, you who like won? this What's your- you both I mean, lost because you- you're your final <laughs> <laughs> get that off the screen who made that producer emma <laughs> getting too close with bo of practice that you're out of my corner now and i don't like it but i want everybody here like this video share it around subscribe to the phnx cardinals podcast I mean, I'm not going to say it, but I will say we're having our best month to date here in August, and the train is only moving, ladies and gentlemen, as we gear up for September 11th, week one against the Kansas City Chiefs, leave us a five-star review. Check out gophnx.com. Bo's got upcoming reports coming directly from practice that you cannot get anywhere else. Become a member. 99 cents for the first month, 8.99 for the subsequent month. We have, and I'm not kidding here, the best mother-effing T-shirt that I have seen in PHNX history dropping in the coming weeks that you will want to comp. So be sure, PHNX Merchandise Locker, have the PayPal queued up, have the credit card ready to go because it will be the hottest T-shirt that anybody's going to be sporting in the Valley. This is the hottest Arizona Cardinal podcast you can get. And uh, we're back tomorrow, the same threesome. How how can you go wrong? But until then, uh, everybody have a great evening. Peace.